You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? Good. I'm. 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 I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We got a. We got a nice guest. Uh, gonna have ourselves a good show, and and I think uh, some folks are really gonna appreciate what this what this person has to share. Uh, but RJ, what, what's uh what's up with you, man? How you doing? Oh, just getting ready for some Halloween. You know, uh, kids. Yeah. Gonna be dressed as Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. Getting some candy that I get to eat. You know, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, we're very pleased to have on Adam, better known as Up For The Challenge, uh, Twitch streamer, and going to talk yeah. with us about, you know, his journey and uh, some mental health. So Adam, how are you doing today? Yeah, hey. So yeah, I'm not doing too bad. As I say, um, this was not originally the case f- for us to me be on today. Um, yeah. I was meant to be on this week, um, but and actually, weirdly enough, this focuses into why things around my mental health. I was meant to be doing a, a 10k run today, but unfortunately, oh, wow. uh, because of um, issues around illness and restrictions, I was unable to. So I'm I'm kind of borderline um, okay. My stump my stomach is not enjoying black coffee this morning, but we're okay. well i'm glad you're okay i i understand how frustrating it can be when you are looking forward to something and then right at the last minute it gets uh pulled out from underneath you so we're sorry to hear that i was i'm actually glad i didn't but i was going to message you yesterday and say hey you know good luck enjoy your half (laughs) half marathon tomorrow we're looking forward to next week so uh (laughs) this is this was a pleasant surprise so um for people who don't know um, you're a Twitch streamer, and what do you usually stream about? Yeah, so um, I'm a, a Twitch streamer. So I, I technically have two channels, but they don't interact. So I don't I don't talk about them together. When when I'm up for the challenge, it's only one channel, um, and I'm exclusively mental health. So that always confuses people because there are a lot of mental health streamers out there. I'm friends with some of them. Um, I interact with a lot of them, and um, they are most of them primarily mental health, but they occasionally game. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that they're a variety streamer by any sense, but they occasionally, maybe because it's a mental health game, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. I do mental health and that's it. So um, I, my, I'm sure my, my mother and many others would be um, attest to the fact that I never shut the hell up. So um, <laughs> that kind of works when I'm just talking. Um, I literally, I, I turned on um, the camera because I, I was following a few people a year or so back when I first started, and they said, well, why don't you turn on the camera and start talking? And I went on screen, and I first, my very first stream was me ranting about how bad and um, misrepresenting the film Rain Man was. Um, and then suddenly I became a mental health streamer, and I became, as I was saying a bit before, I'm, I'm that monkey in a suit where I speak about mental health and I I fit certain things you know I usually wear a Buddha stuff a bit around my neck I've got some Buddha stuff in the background there's some incense I fit that kind of hippie nonsense that people expect mm-hmm. but at the same time 
I'm a former tournament fighting martial arts instructor um, who's like six foot plus, and I fit also fit the the toxic masculinity stuff as well. And people don't really know <laughs> what sides to kind of take me on. So it's kind of like, well, we'll watch him because we don't know what the hell he's going to say. Um, but that's it's been it's been an interesting journey for me. So yeah, it's it's completely mental health. Um, I do three streams a week, so I do uh, Monday, which is a, a, a topic stream. So basically. Uh, last week was running and mental health. Really, um, this is like, yeah. So this is how it interacts with you. Wednesday is always um, it's changed, but Wednesday is always a check-in. So basically, that means is I delete the vods. So if anyone doesn't know about Twitch, it automatically records your live stream mm-hmm. so that people can watch it. Back. But on Wednesday, I delete it. Now, I've got a few reasons. One of them, I had um, somebody that used to watch who um, their husband, who was abusive, actually used to watch the streams to see what they were saying. Um, oh. So I've deleted that now. So if you say anything in a Wednesday stream, it's deleted. Your friends, your family, your whatever cannot see it. You can rant and rave. It's literally where you come in to tell us everything great that's happening and also everything crap that's happening. If you just need a rant, cool, we're good with it. And then on Friday... It's just chill out. We just, we, it's like, it's the weekend. Let's just, just chat about anything. Like we've literally talked about everything from severe mental health all the way down to that Netflix show, sex slash life and the shower scene. Like that was the full <laughs> spectrum on a Friday. It was just because like, you know, chill out. And it's yeah. interesting because people always, people always get confused because we'll be talking about that. And then somebody will come in and be like, oh, I'm, is this the right place to chat? And then it'll be an, an automatic switch. And it's like, no, no, no. Mental health is first. That's what we're here for. It's just that people also need to be able to talk crap. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's 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 incredible, man. So yeah, we 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 were doing some things on Twitch, but we uh, we pulled away um, pulled away from it. But I do want to I do want to get back to that because I did I did enjoy the environment that you can create on on Twitch. And and so my question to you is is you know before we actually really dive into uh, to your topics and stuff like what does you know what does that bring your your viewers you know like what what are some of the messages that you see what are some of the feel good stories that i'm sure that you've received from from folks who've been tapping into your to your streams yeah. uh weekly yeah so i mean actually I've, i have in front of me because i have it up here um oh nice the first things i ever got i won't put the name but um i literally um i got a letter um from one of my viewers and it just says, um, hi up, I'm not very good at uh, words or expressing gratitude, but you have done a lot for me. Um, so it is um, worth a try. Uh, this month has been really challenging with university relationships, blah, 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 blah. Um, those are their words, not mine, by the way. Um, <laughs> you've helped, but you've helped me massively through um, your streams. And I'm um, sure many others who view you will agree. And it just goes on like that. And that was that's why it's framed, because that was the very first thing I ever received like that, because that was that was like Christmas last year when basically people want to send me Christmas cards. So I gave them like a PO box and I got that through. Um, and... I think for a lot of people, it is just like that. It's just somewhere to be able to go. And everything else, university, relationship, everything else is going on in your head. You come into my stream, you don't have to worry about that. And you don't have to worry about trolls. And I know if anyone is watching on YouTube and you are a troll, bring it. Um, because I am known by my by my um, my community as well as my mods. 
of not being the person to troll. Like my mods are under instruction. Do not block or ban that person until I get a chance to see them. Because again, people come in to the, they see the mental health tag and they see the, the mindfulness and all that tags. And they think, oh, we're going here. Oh, it's some kind of hippie guy with the blonde hair. Yeah, we're going to be able to do. And I rip them apart. Right, and in my mind, rightfully so. I want them to know how little I respect or think of their existence before I then ban them. Um, because, and you will literally see from my community, and that's that's actually been really something, because I really hate the term safe space. Um, not, in, not in general, but people, when they go, oh, this is a safe space, and then they'll get really, um, they'll draw back against trolls or they won't know how to interact with certain things or they'll have trigger warnings. Well, that's not a safe space then. If you're not safe to be able to talk your mind or if you're not safe to be able to deal with trolls, then that's not a safe space. So for me, I often find if trolls come in, my community, I, I've got into other communities where a troll will come in and people are like, oh, go away, troll, and, and, and they'll be scared. It happens in my community and my community go, uh-oh wait till up gets to you, you know, that's the response. My community isn't scared of the trolls, they're there going, oh, this will be fun. So I think that's what people get out of it, is the they get to immerse themselves in something that is outside of their normal life, but at the same time know that I'm there to protect them. I'm there to be the one that deals with the outside world. They're not going to get, you know, they have me as their wall against the nonsense. And I'm happy for that. I don't care. I'm getting too old now to give a give a crap about these people. Uh, maybe when I was younger, maybe when I was younger and fatter and everything like that, I may have cared. Now I don't. So it's I have very little to care about when there's trolls coming in, you know, having a go because they're they're, they're people in they're you know thirty old men in their mum's basement. Like piss off, right? <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, absolutely. for real. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's it's really nice to hear you talk about it too because you put such great like you know descripting words around it too like you say you don't like safe spaces but you are creating a safe space and like a real safe space one that's not fragile right one that your community is there gonna be like oh that we're gonna serve it up to up because not only is he going to show this person but he's gonna show me that i can kind of do the same thing right like maybe give your users some confidence too that you know they can do that or community confidence so, uh, yeah. Jenny's in chat. You probably know her as Jennifer. Um, yeah. She wants me to ask you about uh, mental health and history. She said that uh, sometimes you bring the history, history and mental health, and you intertwine it. And uh, she says it's very uh, insightful. Yeah. So I was wondering, how do you take your, you know, include history into it? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a weird thing. I know because Jenny reads these books and then she'll she'll come in and, and chat about them and things like that. So hi- history and cultural biases is always the problem with when it comes to mental health because you'll see people talk about um, certain cultures having created mental health, specifically around capitalism. It's the it's the one that everyone likes to throw a ball at because oh, it's the big ba- yeah. The problem is is that mental health and we can literally trace it back years and years and years of mental health existing. <clears throat> before that if you're reading um you know if you're reading Foucault for the 20th century if you're reading Hobbes for the 17th century if you're reading Rousseau at the same time they talk about human nature and the 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 place of how people interact which is just a simple way of uh changing um our interactions with 
mental health in, in reality, because talking about that life is brutal, short, brutal and short is a different way of talking about the, the way and the existential dread of humanity and mental health. Hobbes didn't know he was talking about it like that, but that's effectively what he's doing. And that is before the time of capitalism, communism. So, you know, this is before that time. So history always comes into it because when we write books and we create this idea that our our culture has created this or our thoughts have created this, they haven't. They may have exacerbated them in different ways Mm -hmm. and our interaction with a certain economic um, interaction of how to create society or our social justice has done certain things. Sorry about my camera. Um, That does create a different type of mental health issue. It hasn't created mental health issues. And the more we try and blame a specific area as being the big bad of mental health, the more we go wrong. If we talk about it in terms of, okay, so um, when we look at America, which is not capitalist, it's productivist. If we look at America and say it's a productivist um, ideal on on the idea of um, a, a creation of society, then we understand how we can interact with things like social anxieties and depression because of self-worth. So we can understand how we deal with types of mental health when we look at it. But we don't have to deal with it in kind in times of going, well, America's bad, mental health, look, high mental health. Doesn't help anyone, doesn't doesn't solve anything. Especially if we don't look at it properly. We need to look at the individual ways of looking at things. Like I say, we can look at it in terms of um social anxiety and interactions according to our productivist um ideals when it looks at things like America. But to go for instance, if we said, oh, all capitalism is is bad when it comes to mental health, that's it, end of story. And we lump America, Australia, UK, Norway, Canada, and all them into one because they're all capitalist nations. Now tell me why Norway's mental health um, uh, is always better and they've been the happiest nation on earth five years, sorry, six years out of the last 10. Because, it's, because our society and our history is apparently the reason, but it's not. So... That's where we have a problem. And of course, if we look at simple history, well, then normal history in terms of our interactions on language. Well, OK, we could look back onto um, onto certain people and, and look at that. But then again, that breaks away because Norway doesn't have the same responses as Finland doesn't have the same responses as France, as UK. But we all have a, a language basis that's the same. But that doesn't make sense. So history has to be taken individualistic when we look at those nations if we want to deal with mental health we need to do it properly and not just go here's a big blanket deal with it Mm. capitalism communism socialism they don't cause it we can't look at it in terms of that history of a nation and our community building that doesn't cause it human beings as our as our simple existence we have mental health issues if we try and deny that and try and say that the creation of nations the creation of modern society has created that we're we're gonna we're gonna screw ourselves over it's never gonna work we need to understand we are hardwired to have mental health issues if we look at certain research has gone into mental health there are several that suggest that we have um certain genetic genetic uh, predispositions to it some of them are of course trauma-based um some of them come down to individual um events and so those three different ways of doing it. Well, I know it's just the history of one nation, but we can't be because there's that. So we have to look into it more. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of people have had a 
you know, their their first lesson of um, of Psych 101 at university and gone, yep, yeah, I know everything, because that's an undergrad's understanding. And unfortunately, I see a lot of them on Twitch. And I see a lot of them who are supposedly very good mental health people. And I don't think they are because they are they are literally Psych 101. And that's not anybody that I know. It's people that I've heard of. And then I've been into one or two streams and gone, oh, dear Christ, you sound like a, an undergrad psych student. Um, and that's a problem for me. I hope that I probably went about 50 ways around the same question there. But no. Jenny, that's what you do, you know? <laughs> this is like the way that you look at it, the holistic approach, which is kind of, you know, we've talked about that in terms of sobriety. Like, you know, you take away that substance, but then you have to also address it. You can't just say like, oh, it's that one substance was the the cause like you know there's the mind the spirit the body everything has to be kind of brought into it but also right environment that's something we never really talked on your environment is so huge and then the history of where things are and trying to think that like what you described there that that was awesome so thank you for that yeah, I mean, it's it's it. So to put it in terms of say alcoholism, the way that people look at of of mental health as being it's just down to the nation you're in and that history, and there's no innate ability or no innate um, innateness of, of issue behind it would be the same as going, well, I I was addicted to tequila, therefore if we get rid of Mexico, I'm fine. It doesn't fucking work like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Mexico would be right. the Caribbean That's with it. rum. That's <laughs> a good point. Um, that is a that is that is a good point. Go ahead, RJ. So, <clears throat> I kind of want to take this uh, kind of a little bit of a left turn from where we are, and um, I know it's probably is going to get a, a little bit emotional, which is good for us. Can you tell yeah. us about um, your start and how you got into streaming about mental health? Yeah, so um, it's always interesting when I talk about this because. Sometimes I end up crying, sometimes I don't, and I never know where my mind is going to take me for the day. So this could be interesting. Um, so in 2019, um, actually, coming up to the anniversary, unfortunately, we're four days away from it. Um, November 4th, 2019, my, my wife passed away from brain cancer. Um, we had not been together very long, um, and it was it's one of those diseases that you you see someone dying over and over again um she lost her voice then she was able to speak for a few days then she lost her voice again and she was un- unable to walk for a bit properly with one leg you know it, just simple stuff that you just see someone deteriorating but still refusing to give up um she was an adult nice adult nurse for her entire adult life so all of my understanding of what was happening although in my head I, i'm sure i knew better I would defer to what she told me. And so I think I probably had more um, more faith in her getting better than than potentially I should have done because I just believed her. She was so determined that, it, you know, it's not going to take me. That's it. She'd already survived it once. Um, and there was just there was some horrific things in the way, like she had been engaged before when she'd first had brain cancer and survived it because the person was a complete arsehole and run out on her effectively uh, a week or two before they were due to get married. Um, and so when she was bedbound before the end, she was almost amazed that I was still there. 
She's like, but why haven't you gone? I was like, because I'm not him. Um, then, so that, I mean, I've always had mental health issues since I was 15, but um, they got worse again there. I mean, I I'd tried to commit suicide the week that me and my wife had actually first got together. Um, and so, and then she started dating me. So I always made the joke that she was the crazy one, really, because... Why the hell would you put that on yourself? Um, and so when she um, when she passed away, I was done. Um, when I when I saw her because I I saw her, you know, um, afterwards her her mother had kind of made her look nice. And um, one of the worst things about it is she was her body was still warm, which somehow is was worse because it it, it didn't feel like she wasn't there. Um, and I'd never understood, I'd never really believed that you see in films a lot of the time where people cry so much that their legs buckle. And I always thought that was bollocks. I always thought, how's that going to happen? How the hell does. And then that happened and I dropped. And I did, I, I just, I just dropped. I couldn't control it. And I, um, thinking of alcohol, I went straight downstairs. Got a bottle of schnapps, got a bottle of um, whiskey, and just down both bottles. Um, I punched and made a hole in the wall, which I did not realise until later, and I just was done. I was done for the day, and then I effectively spent the next few months uh, trying to battle between a promise I'd made to her, which was a promise when she was when she was still with us. I'd said, "What the hell do I do?" What what can I do to help? Because I'm not a neurosurgeon. I don't. What do I do? You know, as a, as a husband, father, whatever. If you if somebody you love is in trouble, you want to hit it. You want to. You want to. Mm-hmm. You need something to fight. And I had nothing. So she just said, "Support this charity, which is Brains Trust." Um, and so when we went into the the new year, which is 2020, I did two half marathons in a week. Um, as, as a start to try and keep that promise. Um, then we went into lockdown in the UK and I went, right, I'm not working anymore. I'm done. I quit my job. Um, and then just kept doing kind of bigger and bigger things. I, 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 I rode for, um, 26 hours and 26 minutes. Um, wow. I then did, then later that year I did um so that was because the London Marathon was cancelled. Um and so it was like 26 miles. Okay, well I'll do it for 26 hours. Let's do that instead. Then there was an event in the no in, in later in the year um that was um if you uh, you can either run or you can row or you can cycle 30 miles over 30 days. So so everyone could get involved, you do a mile a day of whatever sport or what you wanted. So I just, and the thing I've always said is I um, there's no challenge that I can ever do or come across that is ever going to be as bad as anything she's come that, that she went um, that, that she dealt with and fought. So if it's physically possible for me to still stand and to still do it, I will do it. So I rang up the chat and just went right. Well, that's not big enough. So I ended up doing thirty miles running. 30 miles cycling and 30 miles rowing all in one day. Um, and just went, right, we're going to do that. Um, and then I just went bigger and bigger. And I've just been doing, I've just finished, I've actually just finished 15 marathons in 15 days a few weeks ago. Um, and that was how I was doing it. And I was basically 
effectively trying to kill myself but not realizing it. Um, it then came to, it was August, I think July, August time, and I was done. I'd finally kind of admitted to myself, I can't fight. I can't do this. Um, and so I had planned it. It was nine, it was going to be nine days. I'd literally gone about nine days time. That's it. We were in the depths of lockdown. No one was going to find me. I had a dog at the time. That was it. I was in a, I was, so my wife passed away at home. So I was in the house in lockdown. Can't leave. Can't do it. Can't go anywhere in the house that my wife had died in. And I had been there for nearly a year. And I just, I was done. And I don't know why, but I went on Twitch. Um, I'd, um, I'd been on Twitch before for, for a, a YouTuber called Comic Storium because I enjoyed their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you could see it first on Twitch. So I was kind of, I, was, I already had an account, but I didn't go on there for anything else. And then I just needed voices, basically. I needed to have a conversation because there was, you know, I was in a silent house. You know, this wasn't a small house, even by English standards. I was in a three bed house with an office, with a porch outside, you know, and there was too many rooms. There was too much silence. I needed something else. And um, I, I just browsed on Twitch for just chatting streams. Um, and weirdly, I came across um, several. I came across a few that I always call as my OGs. And they were not from a specific place, not doing a specific thing. You know, there were people from the UK, from Belgium, from Canada, from America, all over the place. And um, there were those OG streams and that, those streams, as well as everything else that was happening in my real life, my dog, my, the promise of a better wife, everything else, they're, um, they're literally the reason I'm still here. Because I always describe those streams, for instance, as being that they made me smile at a time when I couldn't. Um, I needed the voice in the background and they just... Having an anonymity online on Twitch was actually good, but it also wasn't anonymous. So because I have a generic name, Adam is one of the most generic names you can think of. Up for the challenge. Some people called me up. Some people called me challenge. Some people called me up for the challenge. I had an identity specific to different channels. People would talk to me about different things in there. Um, Nobody knew what was going on nobody knew that you know i was still until you know it wasn't an immediate change it wasn't like i went in there and just went oh i'm fine now and right. i mean it's still not something okay. but over time over when when that, that kind of deadline in my head came it it passed um and i was just talking on one of their streams and somebody from one of the other streams came in i was like so why don't you just turn on the camera why don't you why don't you just stop talking? Why you know you, you can do this? You can just turn on the camera, just just have a chat. And I was like, but I don't game. Like that's what Twitch is. Twitch is gaming. Like what the fuck are you on about? And they're like, no, 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 no. You can just just talk. Just go on and just talk. And so the next day, I just turned on my my crappy camera. And until literally like a couple of months ago, I was using an Dell. In wait a minute, I've got it here somewhere. <laughs> no, it was like a Dell Inspiron seventeen hundred. Like it is bloody old laptop i was using i was actually using the the laptop's camera as well and Mm -hmm. i just went on and i ranted for like two and a half hours about how bad the film rain man was um and i got people coming in going wow that was amazing how did you do that i was like what do you want about and they're like you talked for two and a half hours i was like 
Yeah. So, yeah, but that's not normal. Like, most people can't do that. That's why people game, because there's a distraction. I was like, oh, so, like, the fact that I never shut up is actually a good thing on here. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and then it, it became a slow kind of, over time, I, I started to develop into what I did. You know, a few days in, I came across a, a bigger streamer who is now a, a partner, um, got to know them, and they basically just told their entire community, go and follow him. And I became an affiliate in seven days. Um, and I was, and it was weird because they just told everyone to come and follow me. And I hadn't streamed enough. I had, I'd streamed like two, two or three hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 the reason I'm not affiliate isn't because people aren't following me. It's because I don't stream. Like, what the f-? Um, And then I just turned the camera and, and then bit by bit, it's turned into um, me having a schedule. It's turned into me talking about specific things. I have taglines, I have logos, I, you know, but it, it all comes from, from that um from that kind of pain and something that i think it's it's important that people see and there's a few other streamers that, that talk about it is that people need to know that you've been through shit and people need to know that you aren't you aren't just bulletproof from it you know this this stuff you know i can i can feel it now it, it's still it's still there you know i mm-hmm. i wear um, i've had both of our wedding rings put into one ring they're they're Molded into one, and then her, I've got her ashes in the ring. So she's always there. Um, I've got more of her ashes there, and, and her engagement ring, and everything. Um, so she's always here. But it's um, it, it's people need to know that. I think people need to see that because the people that come on stream and just going to go, "Hey everyone, hi, how you doing? Oh, oh, it's amazing today. Hey, oh yeah, no, there's a double quote. Don't you worry. Yeah, you carry on. Oh, you're having a shit day. Don't worry about it. Carry on. It's like fuck off. Like, <laughs> Stop being, right. stop being from the Disney Channel. People that are from the Disney Channel, look what happened to them. It didn't work, did it? You know, you you act like that all your entire life, and you turn into Jake Paul. Who the hell wants that? Like, we need to have something better. We need to be real with people, and I think that's something that people don't like to do. Mm-hmm. People are too worried. Now, don't get me wrong. I have OCD, so yeah, I look at the numbers because when I get obsessed about it. I'm obsessed about it. I know it's hard to explain to people that when they go, just turn the numbers off. That's not how it works. It's OCD. <laughs> it's actual OCD, not the thing that they show in on, on um, TV. It's right. actual OCD. So, yes, I get obsessed about it. But at the same time, I, I don't care. I've always said, if Twitch want to ban me, bring it. Almost every stream, I have a go at Twitch. I tell them how useless they are. If Twitch ban me, fine. I've got YouTube. If YouTube ban me, fine. I've got Twitter. If Twitter ban me, fine. I can go outside and scream. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I'm not here to be that that person that just becomes... I'm not here to be famous. I actively tell people, for the love of God, don't give me money. I don't, I, so actively on Twitch, I will time people out. I will ban people if they give me money or they sub. Um, so I'm not there to... Get, you shouldn't have to pay for better mental health. You should not have to pay to talk about how your day is going. You shouldn't have to pay to have people listen to you. And so it annoys me. There are certain times, coming up to November now, and because it is the anniversary of her death, I will have a logo behind me for Brains Trust. And that's basically an indicator for people. If the logo is there, you can give. If it's not there, don't. So I'm not there for that. And I think, again, it's that monkey in a suit. People don't know how to take it. Because that's not what people do on Twitch. People go on Twitch mm-hmm. and people get money. People thank you for giving you subs. When you give yep. someone a sub, they don't generally say, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not how people respond. <laughs> so 
it's very confusing for a lot of people. Um, but but yeah, it, it all kind of comes out of that of that pain because I didn't, and I still realistically I still don't know what the hell I'm doing because I there was a plan, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I we have our kids. Me and my wife have our kids. We, we don't have kids, but we had their names. You know, we had their names. We had a list of four or five counties we were going to live in, and um, um, it, it's that's still in my head it's not just disappeared so um that, that's the thing it's all come from there and so that's why today um you, you with me being here i actually put on twitter yesterday how angry it wasn't just that i was i was annoyed i was missing this run because this run was for brain trust it was the same thing today um and i put on twitter yesterday i'm not just annoyed and upset i'm angry that i can't do it because I made that promise and that's that's it that, that that's it I made the promise to raise money and so that's what I'm doing and so people obviously people responded with well you tell everyone else to to kind of be okay you, you're saying to everyone else you know that the part of you and I was like yeah but I, I don't care and I, I think that's <laughs> I don't it's weird for people to understand that yes I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to tell you how great you are and things like that but sometimes and if I'm in that place and I know this is the case with other people is I don't give a shit what you're saying to me or what you think. If I'm angry, if I'm not, if I'm so upset because I've not been able to do that, you saying you're proud. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you think. I'm angry. I'm annoyed. I'm upset. I'm currently thinking I failed to turn up to that run. I do not care how good you think I am. It's the pain of my wife's death is still there in that. And that's what's kind of, continued forward to do that and then obviously I've, I've then created a mental health charity in the past few months as well to to, to kind of help That's that along as well but I've probably, gone 50, I've probably gone on about two different things there so yeah thank yeah. you for no, sharing no, thank that you was, for being real yeah yeah that was ooh, that was powerful and very important and I think it's I think it's awesome to what you said about you know, folks seem like they're too afraid, too afraid to show their authentic selves, mm-hmm. too afraid to 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 be themselves on Twitch on platforms because of the the criticism and scrutiny they may face. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. Sounds like say what Instagram models, right? That they rent mm, that thing that looks right. like a private plane because they're living a life on Instagram that they're not actually living. They get famous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't get it's, so dest- it's so destructive, and I, I think. Like I've always said, it was it's weird because one of my mods actually um, they they made a point to me when um, it was a while ago, it was a few months ago, we got raided by quite a big raid, and there were a load of people. And I make a point, so I I read every single message. There is, unless it's addressed to someone else, I read every message on Twitch. That's it, like every single one. If you ask something, then disappear because you're waiting. I'm well, sorry, you've got to deal with it. I have a slow command that tells people that. But I read everything. I don't skim at any point. I read every single message. And um, I will respond to it properly as much as I can. And we got this raid. And uh, one of my mods literally, um, she made a, a, made a comment about the fact that I hadn't changed. Like, there, was no, there was no change in how I was interacting or anything like that. I was like, what did you expect? And they're like, well, when I've seen it before, like people change the way they're interacting or they, they do something, they, they'll speak faster or something will happen. I'm like, yeah, but. I don't care 
I don't know why. I don't. I don't understand the mentality of going. Oh, you own this now, but yeah. If I if I get bigger, I don't care. Like, I genuinely don't. It's there's not there's nothing that's gonna like like I say. I can get obsessed about the numbers, but that's part of who I am because of OCD. But uh, you know, it's it's weird for me when people go, oh well, you know. I've, I've now I've now achieved partner. I've now achieved affiliate. So I've got to act this way, or or I've got to be nice to people because of this. I don't care if you come in and act like a dick in my community. You're done. If you know if you're if you want to come and interact, if you want to have a go at me, bring it. Like I've called out sitting MPs, so members of parliament in my stream. I've actively called them out and said, and I've actually I've called out members of the news media. I said, I know that these I know that it's unlikely that any of them are ever going to see it, but on the off chance that they have the balls to take me on, bring it happily. I'm not going to change the way I interact with them because I might be on a TV show. I'm not going to change the way I interact with them because I'm in a debate with an MP. I don't care. I don't care. If you're going to be a bigoted ass, bring it. I don't, I, like, fine. Like, I've, I've, there, was, there was comments when, because um, the UK was in, not the UK, sorry, England was in the final of um, the Euros. So, mm-hmm. so football, or as you would say, soccer. Um it's yep. really painful because English people hate the word soccer, but we're also the ones that created the word, which is very <laughs> painful. Um, but we were in the final of the European Championships, yep. um, and um, then we had there were some some misses, and they they were um, they were they were black guys, and so there was this suddenly there was this big thing of like oh comments about that, and one MP who is my local MP said something, and then basically said that this you know this guy should because Marcus Rashford who is Basically, during the lockdown, he came out and said, look, we need to feed kids. You can't take away from poverty. We need to feed kids. Parliament had argued with him and he effectively got a load of food sources around the UK to feed kids. So he was big on it. And then this MP's response was basically, maybe he should stay out of politics and concentrate on football. Um, so I, I called out that MP because I went to the same university as that MP. And my point to them was, your degree was in law, mine was in politics. If anyone wants to stay out of someone's backyard, why don't you stay the fuck out of mine? Um, so I, but they never responded, but I'm not going to change mm-hmm. just because, oh yeah, well, you wouldn't, because like, you get this a lot of times, oh yeah, but you wouldn't say this to this person. Put him in front of me. Put him in front of me. I'm not going to change who I am just because you would. That doesn't happen. Just because XQC might act a different way, just because Ninja might act a different way, just because whoever you watch might act a different way doesn't mean I'm going to. I right. don't care. My, I think people, I think it's something important to show is that I, this is going to sound relatively depressing, but my my all my care, all my fucks to give, all of that was with my wife. She's gone. I no longer care. The only reason I would have stepped away from something like that would have been because of her. She's not here anymore. I do not care. And that's the thing. It's, I think people find it hard to understand just, just what was in that, that kind of, that kind of interaction and and my thoughts with that as well. So again, I ramble. I do apologize. My mind goes all over the place. (laughs) No, no, please, no, please. This is perfect. We, we, we wanted to give you the floor to, because we, because we know how passionate you are about spreading the right information, uh, creating the right spaces for folks, um, and 
being your authentic self day in and day out. I do think that's important for people to see. It's important for myself to see as well. Um, where where it's this, you know what? I don't have to act a certain way here or act a certain way here. I'm just going to act who I am every single time um, around whoever, whoever I'm, I'm, I'm around. So I think that's important for, for a lot of people to understand that. Don't be afraid of your authentic self. Yeah, I mean. Very important. And and one second before you jump in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my nose here real quick. Uh, <laughs> but, but but please continue. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna be here. I'm just gonna turn my camera <laughs> off for a second. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it always annoys and worries me the way that that um that people have been almost bred to talk a certain way about mental health a lot as well. Yeah. Um. Like the the one that I think is 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 a term that is used so much now, and I, I think it's like you're talking to a child is the unaliving no 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 you're talking about killing yourself let's not let's not talk in as if it's in some kind of dr zeus book if you're talking about your your seriously considering killing yourself you're seriously considering that your friend is going to kill himself don't say don't say unalive no 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 no, no. we're not talking to that's not a person that's a zombie exactly we're not. We're not talking to. You know, it sounds like something from Doctor Zeus. It's something. It sounds like something you say to a mm-hmm. child. Um, the amount of times I have people come into my chat and like, "Oh, can I talk like this in here?" And I'm like, it pains me that that has to be a question. And it comes down to trigger warnings. So this is this is the, the probably the biggest contra- controversy that I have among the many. I absolutely despise trigger warnings. So, so the biggest reason is one, they weren't created by people with neurodivergence. They're created by neurotypicals. It's effectively, neurotypicals have gone, right, we're going to treat you like shit for your entire existence. Oh, we're going to listen to you now, but stay over there. But We want you to be behind a nice little door. We don't want you to upset everyone else, so we'll do that. No, 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 no. You don't get to dictate how we exist because you're scared that you might have to interact with it. It's also, the problem is, is that Trigger warnings by default can be the most triggering things mm-hmm. for various reasons. One of them being, who decides what a trigger warning is? Mm-hmm. Some of the most, some of the people that I know that are that have tried to commit suicide several times, that have seen people die, that have been in the ho- most horrific things. Who are the people that supposedly would have trigger warnings around blood and you know? Other people that will go out and watch horror films that will talk about things like that that will, that will happily they that's not a trigger for them. However, they may have been abused as a child, and Winnie the Pooh might be their trigger warning. But who the hell puts Winnie the Pooh as a trigger warning when they when it comes to content creation? What film have you ever seen that says, um, "Please be aware, there's a teddy bear in this"? But then, how many people, if we actually checked across the across the nations, actually do have issues with teddy bears because they were their um, comfort when they were being abused as a child. Yep. We didn't choose a trigger warning. So, so are we now saying that people who, whose trigger warning isn't specifically horrific in terms of what neurotypicals think, that's no longer a trigger warning? It's not valid? That person's trigger isn't valid? Their trauma isn't valid? Because by creating trigger warnings and suggesting what the trigger warning is, you're doing that. You have to be doing that. Because if you have a trigger warning for something, by definition, you're ruling out the things that aren't trigger warnings, because otherwise trigger warning would be on everything that was ever created. So how are we doing that? Why are we invalidating people's triggers, people's traumas, people's problems by doing that? Because that's what we're doing. It also stops people from wanting to talk. If you go into somewhere, 
and you see an open door where, oh, they're talking about things I'm not too sure about, but it's an open door, which means you can leave. Then you might go in because you want to, you maybe want to talk. You, you need to talk because you've been inside for too long. But no, actually, there's this other door that just says, do not come in, bad, big red marks, bad, do not, horror, no. You're not going to walk in the door, are you? You're not going to go in, no. even though you need to talk. You want to talk. You've been inside for too long. You can't talk because that's a big, bad door. So why the hell do we do that to people? I, I usually use the analogy of going into, this makes more sense for Americans because you're more obsessed with sneakers and trainers. Um, if you go into a store <laughs> in America and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, train, a sneaker store, okay? And you go in and one side is all um, really expensive trainers or sneakers, sorry. And the other side is the moderate, moderate or cheap ones. And there's two salespeople. And you go in, and the first one is there going, oh, okay, so, um, yeah, hey, how you doing? So we've got the cheaper ones, the, the, the easy ones to buy over here. This one, well, these are really expensive. These are really, really expensive. I don't know if you can afford them because they're really expensive, but these are the ones you might want to interact with. And you go to the other salesperson. The other person says, oh, yeah, we've got, so we've got a couple of different choices. If you come over here, they're a bit more expensive. I don't know if that's, that's okay with you. I mean, have a look. See if you're into if you like any of them or not. You maybe you've, you've saved up. I don't know. You might be in, you might be okay with chatting to it. Have a look. If you need any help, let me know. But if they're too expensive or you're not sure about it, don't worry. We've got these over here. You can you can have a look and browse here. Which salesperson are you going to? You're going to the you're going to the one that actually wants to give a shit, right. not the one that's you can't talk, you can't interact. I once went onto a radio show when I was in student. Um, so I was a student at university, and I was the um, the president of a of a mental health thing there. Before starting to talk, even though I'd just been introduced as the president of this mental health thing, I had to I had to say trigger warning. I will be talking about mental health. Of course, I am. Right. What else are you there for? <laughs> like, what is the point? It's, it's my biggest bugbear is trigger warnings. And I know there's people that go, oh, no, you have to stand behind. No, you don't. What I think is a good thing, and this is where people completely misunderstand me, is it is not necessarily the idea of there being conversations or different conversations about triggers. For me, it's literally the term. Because if you say to someone, trigger warning, or everything you put up is trigger warning, well, you automatically think you're going to be triggered because it's telling you you are. It's telling you this is a trigger. You should be triggered. If it just says open chat, open discussion. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't open. Oh, that means I can talk about everything. It's open. I can talk about everything. Cool. I'll go in there. Oh, let's talk about stuff I don't like in here. I'll go to the other chat that's closed. Open and closed. That's all you need is a closed chat is ones that isn't going to bring up necessarily it's not going to say things like suicide attempts it's not mm -hmm. going to say about cutting wrists because that's not open which is fair enough for some people you do need to talk about that and again we go back to the salesperson that salesperson in the shop if this isn't right for you if you can't afford them these sneakers are still available when i talk about it i'm not telling you that you have to have an open chat that you have to agree with me what i'm saying is that warning should not be there because that warning isn't for the people that are in pain. Because all that warning does is tell you you have to stay in pain and not tell anyone. But if you do, it might trigger you. You might get worse. It's neurotypical bullshit. 
I, see, this is why I've I never like thought having, about that. Yeah, I like having people on, especially from different cultures, because they make you think about things from a different angle that can bring it more into focus, right? Like you see more of the iceberg than you normally would, or uh, just being able to be taken out of your own perceptions and everything. Um, it's it's refreshing. It's this is that's a really honest way of looking and truthful way of looking at it right i mean it's another way to just uh put people in a group and separate them from everybody else it it really is and uh we don't look at it that way right it's not looked at that way but that's that's what we're doing and it really doesn't promote being able to talk about your feelings being able to talk about really what you're really feeling um right you know like you were talking about the pain's still there as alcoholics. And I mean, you know, just in life, like you're always going to have your, your past doesn't leave you whether you want it to or not. And that's important to remember. I, I was watching some of your videos um, earlier. And one thing that you said that is, profound in the mental health community that we don't talk about enough you can be depressed and happy at the same time you can feel multiple emotions at the same time like the way that you look at things are very refreshing and the way you talk about it the passion around it it's invigorating and i think it's Oh, go, sorry, for it, go for it, Mons. Go for it, No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I, I, I honestly thought you were going to end right there. I, I did yeah. not mean to cut you off. That, no, I, I love it because because you're 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 raw. You're raw here, and so you're 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 currently in England right now. You currently currently yeah. there right now. Yeah. So our culture here in America, you know, we're going through a lot of things right now. Um, in 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 all fifty states in this country, and I think obviously a big one is mental health. But I do agree one hundred percent with what you're saying. The dialogue surrounding it is um it's a mess it's a mess it is a mess and 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 folks are placing more tags on uh, more tags more taglines more 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 trigger warning flashes all the above and i and i think that does take away from the content of of what you're actually there to provide like an open discussion yeah and i mean (laughs) As I say, as I've, I've said a couple of times, I think that's why for a lot of people, and it, the way I talk about myself is I yeah. am that monkey too, because I don't fit. Even in England, I mean, we're a bit we're a bit more raw in England, but even mm-hmm. in England, we've got fuck it, we've got softer when it talks about things like this. So, and I, the thing is, is that, and I've always said, I said this about cancel culture and stuff as well, is that if people want to knock you down, but you're right. If people want to knock you down when it comes to mental health and try and try and do it. You can't do that if the person refuses to to be knocked down. If you want to argue with me, do it. The thing is, I'll still be standing afterwards, and you'll be exhausted from going around the same bullshit. You know that's just how it works. And it is. I mean, you're saying there about taglines. That's a big one, especially in America. Think about it this way: if you're a Democrat, then Trump is a psychopath. If you're a Republican, then Biden is a psychopath. Stop using the word "fucking psychopath." It has nothing to do with what you're talking about. If you want to call him an asshole, call him an asshole. Fine. You know, that's cool. I happen to think one of them is. But that doesn't mean they're a psychopath. Now, it is possible because of the background of one of them that diagnostically, diagnostically, one of them may be. 
But that doesn't mean what everyone thinks it does. Because most heads of businesses are by definition diagnostically psychopathic. Of course, when we talk about psychopaths, what we actually talk about is homicidal psychopaths. That's not what a psychopath is. A psychopath is very, very different. But of course, nobody talks like that. We use the word psychopath all the time. We don't talk about it. So it is, like you said, taglines. Taglines is what people use. They don't talk about actual mental health. They don't talk about realities. They talk about taglines. If you have a nation that has Fox News, that's just what happens, unfortunately. Um, it's it's the problem, and it's not something that anyone really talks about. You know, the thing that I, I talked about recently, and I've talked about this every year, is I also, controversy number two, I hate World, um, World Mental Health Day and World Mental Health Week. It's the biggest lot of bollocks ever. It doesn't, it doesn't right. do anything. Right. Yeah. If, if somebody could actually point to me and tell me what, what actually happens of, of real of real change, of real consequence when World Mental Health Day happens. Because what actually happens is Google, Facebook, everyone like that, they get to put a nice little thing on their on their landing page going, look, World Mental Health Day, aren't we amazing? Yeah, that's great. Let your employees go to the toilet, you bastard. Like, that's the reality yeah. of it. They don't actually you do any of them so they can live, yeah. right? Yeah. matter? Like, you, you don't have proper mental health and provision in your own businesses, but, oh, World Mental Health Day, it's fantastic. Every business puts up a poster. Every business tells you that, oh, we support World Mental Health Day. Oh, a percentage of what we're doing is going to this charity. Great. Fucking help your own people. Do something about it. Why is it only one day? Why do we? Because we always do that. We go, World Mental Health Day. Next day, oh, I'm, I'm, I, your employee comes to you and goes, right. I'm really struggling with, um, with depression. I don't care. Get back to work. But yesterday, I don't care. Yesterday. Why didn't you bring it up yesterday? <laughs> so, well, when they go, oh, but it's to bring awareness. Guess what? I'm aware mental health exists. How about doing something about it? Yeah. But actually, it. Last, so last year, 2020, so I, like I said, I've created a mental health charity called um, Up for Mental Health. And one of our trustees is still at university. I mean, I'm still at university technically because I never, I never stopped studying. But I still at university. And their, um, their university, uh, to celebrate World Mental Health Day, they gave everyone that wanted them crest seeds. That was their way of dealing with it. Because last year, nature was, um, was about me- mental health. World Mental Health Day was nature. So they gave everyone crest seeds so they could, they could uh, create crest plants. What in the name of Christ has that got to do with mental health? Oh, you can see something grow. Great. Right. Fucking talk. Stop getting me to stop palming me off with your bullshit. Right, Talk yeah. to me. Help me. Because that yeah. same person also never got any help from the mental health stuff. The amount of times I've had interaction with the university mental health things is ridiculous. And the problem is, whenever I've had these issues, I've gone in. And because of the way that I go in, a week later, it's dealt with. That's it. And they're going... And, and people, and it, it really annoys me because I get, I get certain reputations, especially around universities. You know, I'm, I'm seen as the kind of the... You know that one they oh god it's him again oh, you know oh god adam's here jesus christ this thing of like do your job right the first time you'd yeah. never see me you know the problem isn't that i'm um bolshy or that i'm like always up for the fight it's that you're not doing it right because if you were doing it properly you'd never have to interact with me you'd never see me and the, the, the thing that um, it was always amusing because I used to work for a university and one of the universities that I've actually argued with. And the thing that people could never understand was that I, um, 
and this was a lot for students, especially ones struggling with mental health, is because when students struggle with mental health in universities, they always think they have no power. Because, oh, well, but we have to just accept it. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. Because when I worked for them, in our induction, I called out a member of the, um, the senior management team in front of everyone, proved that he was lying to staff and students. I also then had a go at the vice chancellor of the university, um, who's like the, the person at the top of the, how the structure mm-hmm. works in the U.S. Um, yep. Not once did anyone suggest I was ever getting fired. No, that never happened. I was, I was actively, you know, interacting with it. And the people always kind of go, well, why don't you get fired? Because they knew they couldn't. I was doing my job and I was doing it properly and they can't just fire you. They can't just expel you when you've done nothing wrong. If you're right, if you're sticking up for someone, if you're doing what's right for you, that's it. And the thing is, we've, we've especially for students and universities we've and, and in jobs as well, we've convinced people that they have no power. And when it comes to mental health, you do. And there's nothing they can just palm you off with. So when it comes to World Mental Health Day and people do just do that, here's a poster and palm it off. Anyway, it's a weird thing, but how much did that post that poster cost you to make? How much did mm. that campaign cost you? Hmm. How about just buying someone a nice sofa for the lunchroom? How about giving someone an extra dollar an hour for working? Because you know what really works well for people when you, they're talking about your business and mental health? Word of mouth. Yeah, Not just seeing a really nice poster. If everyone goes, oh, you know what? I, I worked for. I worked for. Put it this way. Amazon, every year, they'll say about how fantastic they are World Mental Health. They even do a reading list every World Mental Health Day. If you go onto their website, go, oh, why don't you, pick, why don't you look at this? Because it's World Mental Health Day. You might be interested in this um, thing. If you let people go to the toilet every now and again and actually gave them a bit more of a break, guess who would be a business that people thought actually respected World, uh, world well, Mental Health? Costco <laughs> is, you know, a really good example of a good mental health. Like, I don't, you probably don't have them, but... In America, like, you know, Costco is like a big bulk buying store. You go there, you buy big bulk stuff. Oh, we've got bookers over here. We've similar. Yeah. yeah. So people who work there, work there for an average of eight plus years. Like, they're a good employer. They take care of their employees. And they're a big box store. They're all over the place. Um, but then, yeah, you have like your your Walmarts here, your Amazons. Here's an example. So I I was a line electrician. I worked on overhead uh, high voltage power lines. Not just overhead, but underground too. And our company was going through a change. When I got there, it was an amazing place to work. The people who worked there were there for 20 plus years on average. By the time I left, because I moved across the country, we were down to, I had seven years of experience and I was one of the most experienced people. And we're talking about a very dangerous profession. And the morale was extremely low. Like People who had 30 plus years say, they never seen the morale that low. And it was because of a turnover in management. So I got a chance to talk to the president and I brought this up. I said, listen, okay, you're, you have all these policies, but in these policies, you are you have no wiggle room, which we're on call 24-7. And one of them is they separated calls on nights and weekends and you had to meet it. And if you missed one call or even they had they had their mathematics, so it was a fraction of a call. You would get punished. You you would get in a you would get in a written letter, and it was creating such low morale. And I ha- I asked them, you know, this the morale is low. Like we have had more accidents in the past year. We had a fatal accident. It was the first time in thirty years we had a fatal accident. And the president looked me in the face and said, "I've heard that from multiple people. I just don't know what to do." 
And I said, are you kidding me? All you have to do is not punish people. Talk to them. Treat them like humans. Know that we are actually in this together and you give a crap about us, about our families. Like we're giving up a lot of time. You have no idea because you're the president of the company. You've never worked out in the field. Like you worked in a power plant. Like, you know, that's something different on its own. But you're not in the field. Like when there's a lightning storm out there climbing a pole, fixing stuff, like in a tornado, you're not out there. You don't know what it's like to answer the phone at two in the morning to go into work yeah. constantly. And weird. And it's just like you keep hearing this, but you don't know what to do. Like that's just an excuse. That's an excuse to not make changes. And yeah. that's just to me, that's a perfect example of what we're going through in America right now with workers and everything. Like they still haven't hired anybody there and they're 40 people down. You know what's really weird as well is that what people don't seem to have figured out, well, Northern Europe has, Norway, Finland, they have, um, and certain other certain other countries in the East have. But um, what what businesses haven't figured out is they don't need to actually care. Mm-hmm. They just need to act. And this is the thing. When they, when they go, if, if we had, put it this way, if we had the guy at the top of the business saying, I really care about all of my employees, you know, I'm, I'm really empathetic, and, you know, it's the guy on a beanbag doing fucking yoga, but then you never had time off, you get punished for this, that, and the other, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. If you've got a guy at the top who's a complete arsehole, I don't care about the people. Who gives a fuck about them? Oh, I don't care. Oh, one of them's happened. Fuck it. I'm going off my yacht. But... You had 28 days um, uh, paid leave. You had um, proper breaks. You had lunch available for you, everything else. Which company do you want to work for? Because in reality, people always say, oh, we don't like the the, um, the billionaires. We don't like this. No, that's not what you don't like. What you don't like is that they don't act. Acting and caring are two different things. You do not need to care to act. And the thing is, right. is that um, there's so much research on this. There's so much research on this that shows... Those in the capitalist and productivist nations, if you actually um, work towards their better mental health, they are far, far more productive, like, yeah. like two-thirds more productive. And so, in, in fact, if you help someone's mental health and you take out a dollar from every five in your back pocket, you'll get two or three back. And so in terms of when people go, oh, we can't do this because it's going to cost this, it's going to cost this. What they haven't looked into or what they haven't done is listen to any fucking economists who will literally tell you, yes, but the amount of money you're getting back is far more. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's the same argument. It's when people don't understand about um, space travel. Because, for instance, when we when we went to space in the 60s, for every dollar spent, 14 came back into the economy. But people still go, oh, well, what was the point? Oh, you moronic twats. Like, there's, there's a reason we, a reason we act like creativity, want, need. They are all things that we want to act on. So it isn't the fact um, that you have to be a good person and you don't have to be nice to everyone. You just have to act in ways that help. Because at the end of the day, you can only care about profit. Someone that only cares about profit and understands how profit and capitalism and economy works will probably be one of the best people to work for. Because they will be the person that treats you in a way that they know is going to help you be more productive. You'll probably want to work for them for years because they're the ones that understand how to make you work better. Not to make you work faster or harder, but to work better. 
And so it makes no sense. Again, when we come to these World Mental Health Days, when all they do is put up posters and mm-hmm. they pay lip service, doesn't do anything. It does nothing. It just tells everyone. If, if anything, I think World Mental Health Day actually reinforces the fact that no one cares. So it does. It I, I agree. I oh sorry sorry please continue. I was just gonna say I, I agree with you there because it's like you're 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 allocating a certain amount of time uh, to 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 really focus on on your mental health. It 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 really goes to show like it's like this should be something. This should be something that we we are exhausting our resources into um, yearly, daily, as opposed to just one week. And just like you stated earlier, really, what's going on during that week besides people just shuffling around money and and, and giving it to right? (laughs) People that are are really annoyed get um, like people that are suffering are the ones that get most annoyed by it, and it's like, well, then. It's talk about things that actually matter. Don't just play at lip surface because um, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna mean any it, it's not gonna mean anything. Like mm-hmm. if you're talking about okay, let's talk about the, the stages that have got to let's if you're gonna make people aware, education, talk about it. Actually actually if you know, if if World Mental Health Day, if it was only a day every year, but on that day we we had right in schools we're gonna talk about a specific a specific thing to mental health and we can actually educate people and that might help because otherwise we still have programs like the good doctor which makes me want to break a tv in half um because that's not how autistic people um live work mm. act some 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 will some might because you know what they're individuals like everyone else they're all yeah. at the same. There's actually an, an episode where he basically goes, I think this person is um, autistic because they're acting the same as me. And I'm like, wow. Anything? Oh, my Christ. Um, like, there's no education because our education is Fox News and uh, network TV. Oh, my well, God. That's not done anything. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's yeah. so true. It's so true. We have got so uh, dumb as a nation. It's So this is an interesting one. Um, for you, because I'm on very shaky ground here, but what do you think about Black History Month, for instance? Because I know what Morgan Freeman said about it. It's, right. a simple, right. it's a simple thing. That history is um, history is all black history because every nation on earth has had black black people in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's the case of like, so if, if we went out into America, uh, America now and asked them what the 4th of July is, everyone would be able to tell us, oh, it's Independence Day, even though it, it, it wasn't it wasn't signed then and it wasn't actually ratified. Right. But, you know, right. how many right. people can tell us that the 13th Amendment um, was December 6th, 1865? How many people know that? Probably not yeah. a lot. Not a lot in this country. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm sorry, you just spoke Spanish. What did you just ask? Yeah. To actually mean that people matter. Better know. People. December 6th, 1865. But how many people how many people know it and how many people interact with it? And it's the same in my mind, it's the same thing. Now I am well aware. I'm well aware, coming from a massively privileged background, that I'm on very shaky ground talking about it. But my my point is similar in that without the actual education, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. It doesn't mean the education. And when it comes to World Mental Health Day, I have the same problem. Um, I want people to know about it. It should be written into education because that's what matters. Not just giving me a date, not just giving me a time and a day and saying this is when you're allowed to talk. Because 
I'm going to keep talking when you don't want me to. And I, I, I've made the point, and when I've created the when I created the mental health um, charity, I always said that any not right now, but any year or two or three years, that, that um, when we actually have to start moving towards policy, because at the moment it's just right. We've got to get our fees done. We've got to get the financial stuff and all the red tape and that nonsense out of the way. But one or two or three years, when we start talking to government and policy, that's when I'm starting to. That's when I start to get involved because at the moment, technically, this is me not getting involved. Um, this is me when I'm not really putting myself forward. Um, but at that point is when I start to go, right, now it's my turn to deal with the politicians. And the thing that I've said before is that with most charities, especially mental health, when it's pushed forward, the heads of charities are usually people that are nice people. Now, I've said many times, I'm an arsehole. I'm, I will happily embrace that i don't give a shit i am an arsehole i know i am i know i will stay to say stuff that people don't like you know and if i'm completely wrong i'll apologize for it if i had been corrected then and, and told her for my um, comment on black history i'd apologize because i'm i'm coming from from you know stupid privileged white man from the southeast of england i'm well aware but i am an arsehole but usually the heads of charities are not they're nice people maybe they have a pr background so they can talk a little bit and they're they're willing to to work and oh well take a step back from government and policies uh nah if i'm getting involved i will deal with them in the same way that they would deal with me and that's not going to change i was a politician i have a background in politics i was i've done the courses to be a um a political agent um i was elected locally as the local politician i'm happy to get involved i'm happy to get dirty and that's something that i think has to happen with mental health is that we're too nice and most people don't want to get their hands dirty. I don't care. Muddy them up. Let's let's go for it. Because I am more than happy to use politicians who have problematic supporters. Because they're not getting any of my support. They're not getting any of my support at all. But if I can use their votes, if I can use their bullshit and their rhetoric to get something through that's going to help a lot more people, mm-hmm. cool. I'll yeah. then make sure somebody stands against you and gets you at the next election. But at the time being, if I need to use you, fine. And that's not something that's usually used around mental health. People don't talk about using politicians because, it's like, oh, we've got to get the politicians to agree. No, no, no. We will use the politicians to do what we fucking tell them to. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're there for. If we need to get down there when it comes to us working in, um, working and getting on those committees, talking about policy... I will be the one that comes forward and I'm more than happy to take up that with anyone. And I'll say again, if any, this is never going to get to any of them. Uh, any politician in Parliament that wants to take me on tomorrow on BBC Breakfast, whatever, bring it. Okay? Chair at ForMentalHealth.org. Bring it. That is my email as the person on there. Chair at UpForMentalHealth.org. If you want to take me on that, we'll go even worse. We'll go for the person that doesn't think this shit exists. Piers Morgan. You want to have me on Good Morning Britain? If you want to, if you have the balls to actually talk to someone that will talk back, which we know you don't, no. because you walked out when your weatherman exactly. talked to you. <clears throat> if you want to take me on and talk about mental health and actually have the balls, take me on. Same email. Bring it on. If you want to actually talk about mental health, if any any broadcaster out there, America, England, Canada, Australia, any of you want to talk about mental health, and you want someone that isn't going to shy away from you because I know that's what you're used to email me i will more than happy to take any single one of you on but the problem is is you won't and that's our problem right now because they won't they'll talk to this they'll talk to the charities where they know that they have the upper hand that they know that that charity is going to be nice to them 
because those charities have to be nice to them. I don't give a shit. They want to talk to me, they get to talk to me as I want to talk. And actually, there's a point I, I want to make that um, I didn't even check with you guys, but I've been swearing a lot throughout this. And That's all right. You're good. So this is a, a point I've said to a lot of people is um, swearing, especially in America, more so than the UK. But swearing is always that kind of, well, we don't agree with your argument anymore because you swore. I don't know how many levels of nonsensical crap that really is, because <laughs> if somebody comes into my chat and they go, um, if let's say two people come into my chat. One of them goes, I'm really struggling. I, I don't know what to do. I, I need someone to help. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give them the resources. Look, these guys are here for you. If somebody then comes in and goes, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm at the end. I, I don't know what the fuck. I'm, I've got a knife in my throat. I, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. Is my response really going to be, um, don't swear in here? I really what it's going to be? Right. I was going to help you, but then you said, fuck, I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're on your own. Right. If on TV, if someone's talking with passion about their mental health problems, if someone's talking with such passion about how they've been let down by government, how they've been let down by their local um, mental health group, if they've, they've been let down in their community, and they say, I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. I'm just at the end. First thing you will hear from the person and the presenter on that show is, I apologize for the swearing. Fuck you. Let the person talk and yeah, actually exactly. understand there is real pain there. They're not swearing for your headlines. They're swearing because they're in pain and they don't know what else to do. And you know what else happens is that people that swear tend to be from certain economic backgrounds or from educational backgrounds. Weirdly enough, higher educated swear more. That's why Stephen Fry swears so much. But also, I'll use more, more um, crude language will say if you're from certain economic backgrounds so what also happens is you're now making it about class and about um everything else because you don't like certain words mm -hmm. i mean how much how many times do you have people that kind of go you know the, the bible the bible thumpers that you have in america that kind of go oh well oh no 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 well they make a joke of it in the simpsons you know won't somebody please think of the children we are that's why we want a better tomorrow you ignorant fuck <laughs> like that's the point <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm known for my I appreciate that. <laughs> no, you are you are you are You're a you are a force. You are force. That's just really what it is. A force. Um that's it's, we don't get this we don't get this kind of um authenticity over here, unfortunately. I, I mean there's I'm sure there's probably a few, but it's it's not common whatsoever to see and feel this this much of a force so much power from somebody uh, uh this passionate about mental health absolutely this is uh i'll be tapping in absolutely to to your streams so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start winding this down um where can people go to uh find your charity organization first yeah so i mean uh, the charity is we're currently having fun with um ridiculous things with banks but don't worry we are running um <laughs> it's up for which is the number four mentalhealth.org okay um, that's the website um we're on twitter we are up for mental health but without the h and put a one in there because twitter doesn't like us for mental health mm -hmm. um so take the h off put a one that's for twitter we're also on youtube as up for mental health and we've okay. in fact just put a um a um a podcast up 
with um because basically once a month we're going to do a podcast or a meditation or something just just so we're there and people can interact it's a different mm-hmm. platform um we've just done a podcast a few days ago as myself and our tiktok ambassador who is actually american but lives over in, in london and um we've been talking to talking to her about um mental health and all different things uh, we're also on tiktok as up for mental health that's basically short clips from our youtube so you can find us all there um i that, that's basically if you think in terms of charity that's where you find it um mm-hmm. because i am not the only person for charity i know people so basically if you don't agree with me that doesn't mean you shouldn't like the charity there are other people that keep me in line um but that's that's kind of it kind of it for the charity um we will be doing more and more so at the moment for the charity and um, what we have and what we look is that people can find their own therapy um what's therapeutic for them because when we talk about therapy generally we mean talking therapy and that doesn't work for everyone no. so what we're currently doing at the moment is you can go on to our um, sections of resources. If you go and let's chat, there'll be a full resource page of um, websites, phone numbers, um, places to text, email about PTSD, um, ASD, alcoholism, s- gender identity, anything like that. Um, that's UK. If you're outside of the UK, if you go to the top of that page, it says worldwide as a link to an external source that will do exactly the same thing if you're in the, um, the US, Canada, everything like that. Um, also on there, there's um, there's different sections on the resources. So there's things like um, that we're getting more and more. So at the moment, we're still this is two months ago we started. Um, so we've got like we have somebody that does um, one off music. They compose music um, two or three minutes long specifically for the charity. There's a list of about six different ones for them, which you can it might be helpful to you as a wind down when you've come in from work. To just listen to some yeah. calming music for a couple of minutes. Get yourself yep. the day. We also have on there, we've got um, Tom, um, who is one of our trustees. He's also a martial artist and he works on film and TV. Basically, he's the guy in the background that gets blown up a lot. Um, he's done a video um, about how to break fall in terms of martial arts. He's going to be doing a couple more videos of how to break fall to basically get you involved in martial arts. If you'd like to do that as to yep. help you. Therapy. We've got another one up um, doing exercise just to help you in the morning, get ready for the day and exercise. There's also a couple of, of meditation videos on there are about seven or eight minutes long that I've done. And um, believe me, I'm not just a ranty Brit all the time. I can be calm. Um, so I know I'm a meditation teacher. So I've done a couple of videos on there. They're going to be getting more and more and it's going to be getting wider because at the moment, what I've mentioned are the normal of like, oh, go for a run. Why don't you do the same bullshit you hear from everyone? What there's going to be broadened out to, we've got um, videos being made for us at the moment um, on how to get started on D&D. Are you interested in D&D? Do you want to get started? Do you want to be a a dungeon master? And so that's getting done for us. We're getting three videos done. That. so that if people find tabletop games really interesting we've also got somebody who's going to be doing something for for that separately to dnd so if that is you know if whatever make helps you get through the day whatever you when you when you're having a shit day what you reach for is it the uh, is it the um the controller for the games because we've got somebody that's going to be doing a games one and getting started on online games we're going to get that on there as well. So that's the point, is to help you in getting ready for that. And all these videos are being made exclusively exclusively for us. They're not random things we've got off YouTube. They are for us. Um, so that's what we're doing at the, at the moment. And then as we broaden out and the finances and the red tape gets sorted out, 
we're going to be making it so that those um, those things are happening near you. So like Tom might take a few students, 10 or so students for six months and help them in, in getting started in martial arts. I might do the same in terms of meditation or martial arts. Um, we might get someone to teach one on one on how to, how to be a dungeon master. So it helps it come to your community. But at the same time, you've got that there online that you can go to. On top of that, you can contact us. If there's something that we're missing, tell us. It's not, it's, we're not a charity that's just going to yeah. go, oh, no. We've got tell us. If there's right. something you're getting, you know what, this really helps me. Tell me. I will find someone to do it. Our aim is to get 50 of those videos by the end of the year. And that's it's awesome. not, not just an aim. There will be 50 videos. That, that's it. There's not, again, OCD. There will be 50 videos, full stop. Um, and it'll be on a range of different things. So that's the kind of main thing for us. And then as the years and the, the months progress, that's when we get more and more into policy. That's when we broaden out and, yeah, we get more and more. So we're just currently doing that. And we're also making sure that all of our trustees are going to be mental health first aid trained so that if they get stuck in anything, they will have some resources to be able to help you at least signpost to somewhere else. So, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So if people wanted to find you on Twitch, where would they go? Yes, so for just me, you can find me up for the challenge. So um, twitch.tv, up, the number four, the challenge. Um, as I say, it's a completely open chat. So the stuff that you feel uncomfortable about, feel free to leave. It won't always be the case. And again, those three times. So to give you an idea of maybe when you'd be best coming in. So depending on what, what is a problem for you. Um, Wednesday is the most likely to have... Um, discussions that you might find problematic for yourself if you're if you're just in recovery from something at the moment and you think actually I'm not in the right place at the moment. Wednesday is the time when all of the vods are deleted, but it's also because that's when people are encouraged to rant and to vent. That's when they're encouraged to do that. But they're also venting and encouraged to talk about promotions and good things. Like it's not yeah. just bad. Like occasionally we have people come in and go, I couldn't tell this to anybody else. I've got a promotion. It's like, yeah, cool. Um, Monday is a topic stream. So you'll come in. If you ask me, literally come into the chat and say, hey, up, what are we talking about today? And I'll say, oh, it's this. And if it's not the right topic for you, cool, come into the next one. If it is, you might be able to stay. And then Friday, if you just want to be able to talk to someone that's going to not talk complete crap, depending on your definition, Friday <laughs> is the chat and show. So you can just come in and talk about literally everything. Like I say, we literally had a full-on conversation about that the the guy's giant cock in that bloody Netflix show, um, Sex Slash Life. Oh, we, yeah, we had, yeah. We had a full-on conversation about that, <laughs> um, and so we will talk about everything. If you want to talk about it, it's all good. Also, um, I think I've got it set. You should be able to. If you go onto my channel, I'm just going to do it now off uh, on one of my other screens. If you click on chat on my channel. Um, it's got slow mode. You should be able to do it as long as you're registered on, on Twitch. And you put exclamation mark resources. That will give you the web page, the exact web page to my, because I have a separate website myself. Um, it will take you to my upforthechallenge.org.uk, um, something like that, yeah. forward slash resources. So if you put it in there, exclamation mark resources, go in there and do it. It will give you that resource page that has all of those emails, websites, phone numbers so if you're going i don't know what to do i don't know where to go up's not live um jenny's not live mind by day's not live what the hell do i do now if you don't if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone go into my chat exclamation mark resources it's set to still should be able to allow you and you'll be able to find your resources there so that you can then talk to someone that is a professional in it as well yeah. so. that's <clears> awesome 
<clears throat> Mons, where can they find you? Yes, 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 yes. You guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28. Um, Instagram, MonteBall. Obviously, the untapped cake pages as well. Please shoot us message text. Just like what's been shared today, just please just tell us what you want to see, what you want to hear. Um, just let us know. Um, but this was remarkable. This this is the kind of energy I needed. I needed to start my morning. This 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 Better forcefulness in a good way. Um, this is awesome. RJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at it's Trickster, I-T-Z. The I is a one in Trickster. And it has been a pleasure having you on. Oh. Like, yeah, for real. This has been awesome. <laughs> we could go for another hour for real. Like this oh, yeah. is this is a lot of fun. And we will definitely want to have you on again. Um, yes. So, a, a bucket list. Right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I would say a bucket list item of mine is uh, I need to get to a Premier League game. It's on my bucket list. On come my over, bucket list. Come over. I'll take you. Yes. <laughs> oh, my bucket list. I, I got I got to get to. So soccer is like I love American football. Um, grew up playing it, loving it. That's that's what I know. But I have always also been obsessed with with soccer, with with football. Um, Did you support a specific team? Uh, so I grew up. My my first love was Arsenal. Growing up, when uh, Diary Henry was there, um, but then I branched off to Chelsea. Whenever, um, when Chelsea was stacked with a bunch of people there, uh, they still still got a good team. Then PSG, when Zlatan was there, Ibrahimovic, uh, PSG stacked now, but I'm I support it all. I, I, I support Man U, Man City. I mean, just, just good, just good games, just good games. You know, yeah, actually, the culture. In a, very quickly, I know you want to wrap up, but there's actually a point about um, about mental health and something we were talking about in football. So yeah. um, there was a big thing a while ago about basically they wanted to take an American model about how to do football teams. And the, the whole of the UK just went, if you try and touch our football teams, we will boycott and we will burn your goddamn stadiums. Down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the one person, so of all of those those clubs that tried to do it, most of them just responded to the fans in terms of, They'll destroy us, including people like the Glaciers from America, because they were following a model. The one person who, even in debates with people, who everyone seemed to think, no, he cares, is Chelsea, um, Roman Abramovich, because he's one person who has actually involved himself in the club. And so when people think about club owners generally, it's in football in general, the biggest problem a lot of people have with the Premier League teams is that they don't care and they don't do anything for the side. Mm-hmm. Romovich, people love or hate him. The one thing that nobody usually accuses him of is not doing stuff for the side. So similar to a point we we're making earlier, in that even if he's a complete oligarchy, you know, whatever, the one thing that people will go is going, yeah, but he 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 cares about what happens. And yeah. What happens to the club is what he's put some time and money into. Yeah. And you know, that's where the support has come from. You know, he's got people that didn't that came in because he had money. But have stayed because he actually gives a shit. So it's it's a point that we made earlier with the mental health. Is yeah. that with Chelsea is a, is a response to that? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. pretty cool. That that's, is really that's cool. pretty cool. <laughs> so we'll we'll be in contact again, and uh, yes, you know what? I'll put the links in the bio and everything. Check you out. This this has been amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. And thank uh, you. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we didn't make it, we tried. Have a good week, everybody.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.